0: <laughs> OCO, Taishu, Shadana Lai. I'm Jay Winter Nightwolf, and this is the American Indian Indigenous Peoples Truths Justice for All, the most dangerous show on radio or podcast anywhere. Teach me stillness as the grasses are stilled with light. Earth, teach me suffering as old stones suffer with memory. Earth, teach me humility as blossoms are humble with beginning. Earth, teach me caring as a mother who secures her young. Earth, teach me courage as a tree which stands alone. Earth, teach me freedom as an eagle with soars in the sky. Earth teach me resignation as the leaves which die in the fall. Earth, teach me regeneration as the seeds which rises in the spring. Earth teaches me to forget myself as melted snow forgets its life. Earth, teach me to remember kindness as a dry field weeps the rain. Welcome back to the Most Dangerous Show on Radio and Podcasts Anywhere. I have a special guest with us today. He's a longtime friend and warrior. His name is John T. Moss, and he's the founder and CEO of our Indian Managed 501c3 charity nonprofit. Organization's main focus is to provide funding options while acting as facilitators, of processes and solutions from approved sources for those we serve worldwide. My friend John is a member of the Caddo Nation of Oklahoma. He and his team work with a primary focus in supporting tribal membership, indigenous peoples worldwide. In ownership and enhancements in economic project development, education and business, careers, jobs, personal finance, housing, long-term economic strategies with instruction tools and implementation to name a few. John is well recognized for his success in business, housing, banking, and call data centers to enhance communities. We strive to play an important role in bringing self-reliance and financial literacy to all of our great federally recognized and state Indian nations in all branches of the United States military, warriors, service people, we are an approved outreach military collaborative while enhancing surrounding communities to the benefit of all nations and people. It gives me great pleasure to introduce my my good friend, John Moss. John, how are you? And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. God bless you and your work, Jay, for all the decades and decades of um, honest information.
0: Thank you, John. We're going to go to a break and come back in just a few minutes, so don't go away. This is the American Indian Indigenous People's
2: Troops. Yesterday, December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy.
3: In 1941, America's leaders asked a generation to go to war, to build an arsenal for democracy. They did nothing less than save the world. It didn't come easy. It didn't come quickly. And it didn't come without great sacrifice.
2: America will again, and soon be open for business. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. We're not going to let the cure be worse than the problem.
3: Haven't we asked enough of the greatest generation? The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: And we are back. So John, let's, let's, let's find out something more about you. Uh, you come from a rich heritage of people and your your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your dad were important people in Indian country, uh, especially with your tribe, the Caddo's. Tell us about those guys.
1: Be honored to. Uh, so, and as you know, we normally try and share more of our family name and where we come from first. So um, I appreciate you recognizing as always that on track. <laughs> And I'll be as brief as possible. So um, my great grandfather and my grandfather's <clears throat> father was Thomas Wooster. And um, with that, my grandfather being Michael James Martin, um, which was his uh, white given name, AKA most recognized in his art world and acting world as Silver Moon, um, but originally White Moon. And he has stories and um family does as well in the book um the notes on the caddo by Eloise Louise Parsons and that's filed with the Smithsonian Institute and his brother um Echo Hogue was the last regularly recognized chief of the caddo also known as Thomas Wooster and so that that's our great family bloodline to that point but Moving forward, my grandfather, South um, taught after going to uh, in art, but he went to Indian Riverside School in Anadarko, Oklahoma, where he was given his white name and not allowed to speak our language and cultures. Obviously, you guys know that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, he was shipped up to Carlisle Indian School, where he had made great friends with um, many notable people. The most notable probably is Jim Thorpe, the great Jim Thorpe. So mm-hmm. my grandfather played backup for Jim Thorpe, which means he probably didn't play much. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but in any case, um, a lot of my brothers and I are athleticism, I'm sure, came from the bloodline as well. But in any case, he um, and my grandfather and Pop Warner helped start the great Pop Warner football youth program, which for decades, you know, probably by now millions of people enjoyed in one way or another.
0: I know I did. And around, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then offshoots. But again, related to eating right and health and spirituality, a holistic approach. So in the film industry, he um, was the first recognized um, Native American with the recurring role on what was then the Liberty Boys and uh, silent film industry. And he was really a pioneer in the film industry. And most people have no idea what our early on Native American people, indigenous people, went through with the Torment and being picked on, and they stayed strong. Or and and that we, was your we and, that was, and
0: that now. was and
1: that was your grandfather, correct? That's my grandfather, and there's pictures on my Facebook of a couple of the films he was in, okay. um, and others. But yeah, that's my grandfather, Michael Martin, Chief Moon, who also went around the world um, speaking about. Uh, again like in the Smithsonian stories he has artwork in the Smithsonian and so forth and many people especially all throughout Oklahoma have um, paintings by Chief Silvermoon on oil and velvet Wow! and yeah which is he's outstanding and, and besides his white buffaloes is his most famous and other buffaloes and sunsets etc a lot of nature he also was known for a lot of his paintings of um, tribal chiefs and respect like chief Geronimo um, uh-huh. you know, so, uh, on and on. So with that, you know, Quanta Parker who relate, you know, we have a lot of Parker family as well and Comanche nation side. So um, all of those things and as well as his um, uh, art of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and so forth. And yeah. um, um, so he was very well versed and that helped get meaning artistically and that helped um, get our native American legacy out more to people. But what he always shared as well with his entrepreneurial business is we have to be self-sustainable. We have to understand
4: mm-hmm.
1: both business and acumen and still maintain our culture and our, um, holistic approach. Otherwise, we're going to always be with a handout.
0: Yeah, yeah and, hand
1: and that's where we're at today. We're still trying to get that corrected. Right. Or, right.
0: That's John,
1: the legacy I'm trying to do.
0: Um, you mentioned your grandfather's paintings and you mentioned two people. Um, Geronimo. Mm-hmm. I just interviewed, talked with a good friend of mine for 30 years. And he is the grandson of Chief Victorio, who rode with Geronimo, Cochise, and Nana. Mm-hmm. And then you mention uh, the Parkers, oh. the Parkers from down there. Yes, I would happen to—I would like to let you know that um, Quanah Parker is the great grandfather, father of my homeopath, chiropractic. Uh, lady up here uh, Dr. Allison Parker so it just hit home right there you know I just had to smile when you said that so um, well
1: that that's great my aunt um, the beautiful rest in peace LaRue Parker who married um, into the family of the Parkers as well Uh and um, so yes we have many many relationships and families and I'm glad to hear that but even like the painting he did of um, Geronimo where he was in captivity my grandfather took that painting and painted him free but in the same ceremonial clothing so in the painting he's free right so yeah sorry I to get emotional but it's okay it's okay I
0: understand bro it's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: but those are those are all legacy things that my family and I have been working towards. My brother, Stephen John Moss,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, my senior brother has also been and is a Native American Indian court judge who helped write and work with a lot of the procedural guidelines. I've been recognized since 1981 in my work with the tribes and the veterans, letters of recommendation from... Michael Antonovich, Board of Supervisors of Los Angeles, the Uh commissioners, um, Indian Commission, uh, commissioners in Los Angeles as well, going back since 1981. And as you know, we have more Native American people um, per capita enlisted into the military, being one of them, sir. And thank you for your service. You're you're welcome. And and with that, when they come back, sadly, they return to a lot of the highest poverty-level okay, nations, okay. 30, 35%. Well, so let's, we let's, try and help fix that. Yeah. Okay, and let's get fix into it. that
0: a little later. But what, yeah, I, what I'd really like to talk to you about is uh, cashcommunity.org. I need to know what that's about and, and what services do you, do you provide for people through cashcommunity.org.
1: Sure, so CASH Community Development stands for CADO Assets Services Help Community Development, which is a long name, but we needed that in um, working with nations, so they understand we're working with the total holistic approach. It took me three years to get our 501c approval because we, unlike saying we're a church or other types of organizations, we we're recognized as having proven professionals with that in in the industries of banking, financial literacy, housing, um, health, medical, um, you know, prevention of alcohol and drugs, and as you know in the past, Paul Cormack, author, we had regarding opioids and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are what we wanted to wait and get our approval in all those areas. So we're like I try and say we're proof from um, um, sewers to skyscrapers, so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but we, we, that's what Cash Community Development is and offers. Our goal is to be brought in by tribes and businesses and nations to help everybody better communicate and understand self sustainability. Okay. And and that is our primary focus, but then the US government approached this to help with world development projects and helping to be the leading provider to Native America as a sovereign nation for sole source funding. So we've spoken at many events res and Native nations, who's the best, Mm -hmm. and et cetera, um, work, you know, trying to share more about these challenges. And they gave us the designated name, Native American Trade Information Office. And that's because the US government got rid of what they used to call the country desk. Yeah. But we are, we are the only first ones to take that burden on, and, and I was approached by them. They didn't approach me. I mean, I didn't approach them. They said, your name keeps coming up with ethics, and you're the only mortgage trainer in the United States with letters of recommendation on ethics and non-predatory lending. Here's what we're trying to do. Can you help us and help Native American people become more sovereign and, in all the communities? And I said, mm-hmm. I will do my best. That's part of my red road. And when creator calls me, he'll know I did my best, no matter what. There you go. There you go. Um, So, John,
0: how has it gone with with attempting or getting tribes to participate in these programs that are so vital and needed in Indian country? (coughs) What's been your experience?
1: Well, the good news is there's a lot of uh, great people doing some good things. Okay. They just need really to be um, energized and taken to the proper level. Too many you know, of the groups that are out there or nations have, and this is true for everybody, not just Native America, but they have what I call regurgitator trainers. Wow, They're people that, that know how to read a syllabus, understand the information to the point of what's in a book but they haven't lived through understanding what really takes place in housing and moving markets and trends and um, what are the different indices and you know indexes that are LIBOR and etc. that people use or how what what is a FICO score? How do you improve it? How do you correct it? What is it we need to do to move our people forward and be self-sustainable? Now. The sad part of all that is you have great nations like um, Israel, um, Pakistan, Japan, et cetera, that were conquered after the U.S. Native American people were, yet they're self-sustainable in many other ways of having banks and education and so forth, um, and housing, services, medical that help in all these areas not as much relying upon a government they are their government and that's really where and what the plan needed and is needing to be for native american people so
0: they they understand they understand sovereignty and that's what they took on as nations
1: they're supposed to yes and as you know in washington dc and everyone's welcome to google it and go to you'll see there are guidelines for total sovereignty. And only a few handfuls of nations are truly at that level. And most that are working or trying to help with financial literacy. um, uh, The only way to say it is that it's like um, some people know enough to get themselves in trouble, but what we really need are people that have coaching, meaning like, you can learn all about health and medical, like you know. I was uh, supposed to play pro soccer at 17, and I had scholarships for football, etc. You know, um, U.S. football, uh-huh. OU, etc. But if I don't maintain eating properly and exercise, and have coaching, it's all for naught. It you know, like now I'm I'm not in the shape I could be. Doesn't mean I don't know about it, and sadly, that's what we see with financial literacy and housing. It's a lifestyle change and purpose that needs to become a legacy. And people get mad about some families that are financially stable, but they've generation to generation passed that legacy on. And sadly, in in Indian country, a lot of the nations that have come into money, whether that's oil, lumber, casinos, fisheries, or you probably mm-hmm. heard casinos. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get they get per caps, but then it's still a handout instead of a hand up. In the sense that um, a lot of them still don't understand how to manage their money. What's the difference in a four hundred one k, a five hundred one c, you know, an IRA, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. How do I make generational income? And that's what we we provide some free tools, but we always point out that. We need we need um, Indian governments and native and, and other businesses to contract us to help their people. Okay and that's part of my frustration is you'll see a lot of businesses being put up. That's great. And it's great to give them a job. But what are you doing to help them understand financial literacy? It's proven that what we do and provide or whoever with the right coaching helps retain employees it helps prevent turnover uh-huh, uh-huh. it helps prevent people calling in sick or i have to go to the dmv or i've got um you know now i'm in an aaa program because i've been so stressed about money and rehab and etc cetera, etc cetera. um it's a prevention but native american people holistically we live that way we we Mm-hmm. We had the ability to take care of ourselves, we had our own honor system with finance and business within ourselves, mm-hmm. but at the same time we didn't do it at the expense of others that okay okay let's
0: let's go to a break and we'll come back and uh, continue this conversation and when we come back, John, I would like to talk about military warriors, service people and and your outreach, outreached, you know, military collaboratives. And uh, I watched a, a video on your, on your YouTube about vet, you. veteran housing, and, and I was just so shocked and so hurt with what I saw. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. I'm Jay Winner Nightwolf, and this is the American Indian Indigenous People's Troops. My guest today is John T. Moss, my good friend for many years. And we're going to come back and talk to him about something more specific. Native veterans and what they have to face when they're discharged from the
4: service. This is the story of a coward and a commander. The coward Trump dodged the draft. Jim Mattis led American troops for 40 years. While a frightened Trump hides from protesters in a deep bunker firing off tweets, Jim Mattis does what he's always done, leads. While Donald Trump angrily attacks, General Mattis' words deserve to be heard by every American. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We know that we are better than the abuse of executive authority. We must reject and hold accountable those in office who would make a mockery of our Constitution. Militarizing our response, as we witnessed in Washington, D.C., sets up a conflict, a false conflict, between the military and civilian society. It erodes the moral ground that ensures a trusted bond between men and women in uniform and the
3: society they are sworn to protect. Who do you trust, the coward or the commander? The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this
0: advertising. Welcome back to the American Indian Indigenous Peoples Troops. My guest today is a longtime friend and brother. I consider him as a brother. John T. Moss. And John is with... It's cashcommunitydevelopment.org. If you need to talk to John after this broadcast, you can reach him there.
2: And
1: Uh, and yes, on that site, you were mentioning our our, uh, military... Um, past, present, and future. We have all kinds of resource tabs there for free um, that people are more than welcome to go to. We have a downloadable book on basics of finance so they can look at it. But again, ideally, is I encourage everybody, we have a page that allows us to help do a financial analysis snapshot. And... And the reason, Jay, that goes back to how you and I originally met, your dear friends and mine, rest in peace, David Lester, Beaver,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yep.
1: And um, um, Roy Samsel. Yep. And along with that are my cousin, Randy Edmonds, mm-hmm. um, who's Katta Kiowa on our board, um, have all worked with you and many of the people you know, and have worked with on our board as well. You we recently had israel well Ray Watson, Two yeah. Hawks on your show, uh-huh. and but the legacy is not just me. It's good people, like-minded, seeing that we need to bring solutions. And with my background as the author of the Millionaire Loan Officer, I wanted to prove. Um, as I did with my book, where over 30 years that training system is applicable all over the world. I mean, I've consulted for Tata, Hinduja, which are out of India, um, working in Pakistan, Philippines, the Caribbean, uh-huh, et cetera, uh-huh, uh-huh. showing that that my methods with any what we call third world nation are cultural, trainable, and applicable, and the reality is is these people in servicing and call centers, data centers, need to be brought into Indian country, and that's been my main passion for decades. Okay. These call centers need to be like in the great, working with um, my dear friend, um, Les Menthorn, with the uh, Umatilla. Right. They have a beautiful state-of-the-art call center, but they don't have or state-of-the-art training of high-level services positions that would allow the higher incomes and stability. But that's something we are – they're in a good good phase now, working towards a great plan. But all those things need to be in the United States or in Indian country.
3: Yes. Yeah, and in Indian
1: country, specifically Indian country, because – then they still get the same or some of the tax breaks and benefits and job um, programs, workforces, etc. That <clears throat> you would get if you were working third world nations. Well, people, the forgotten children of of the world are in Native American people, and they are third world in thirty five percent higher poverty level than any other race. Yeah. And and it people tend to blindly think because they have casinos, they have money. No, that's not the case.
0: No, because some, every some, every nation do not have a, a casino, a casino
1: that's profiting. Well, it, there's the key: profiting. It's like any business. What it makes after everything's paid, and then starts to profit, then. Yes, yeah, some of that goes into per caps, but then the people that receive it still need to know it, to take care of it. That's right. So you can look at, you know, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, some of the programs they've had, where, and other good companies, where it goes back into a financial tool that allows them to build their sovereignty. And that's why now when some people are changing jobs, leaving jobs, they're wondering, well, my, 401k transfer. Did they have matching? Did they not have matching? What is that? That's What's right. the difference? That's right. You know, and and that's why we have to educate our youth, seventh generation, like our friend on our our board as well, Jim Warren, his movie mm-hmm. Seven Generations, outstanding. But it talks about what happened. But we have to move forward as you and Randy and Bieber and everyone has worked with me and, of course, my mom and her legacy and so forth. Right. And with that is with my background in banking, working for some of the highest level banks around the world, billions and billions, I listened to and coached with calls and been able to tap someone on the shoulder and then me talk to this person and help them understand as I'm trying to teach our people how they coach better. And that's where I see so many military that, sadly, um, are not getting returning. They're still not getting all of the services they need. And all of the branches are not supported in the same way with um, materials. That's what I sadly, want. Yeah, so, Goya, I was just going to go into the military collaborative, but go ahead. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk
0: about next, because I had an opportunity to watch the video that you have on the website about housing for for Native veterans, and uh, I need to tell folks what that looked like. I saw pictures of housing for returning veterans on native reservations that I wouldn't consider putting my dog in. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just horrendous. Um, of course, it's got structure, but in most cases on the outside, the walls are big cardboard paper boxes tacked onto the sides of this, 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 uh, these wooden, um, what do you call them, structures? Structures, right. And, and most of them don't have windows they don't have electricity they don't have running water uh, and it's just terrible i'm talking about men and women that volunteered to go and fight for the united states and to protect protect the people of the united states and to protect the constitution but they come back to abject poverty um... john you want to comment on that because that when i saw that it broke my heart i mean you know please Uh, a veteran sure. in most cases went to war and fought like hell just to survive and to protect his uh, brothers that were around him in combat and this is what they get when they come back this is crazy John go ahead
1: thank you and you're right it is crazy and it's been part of my life passion and um, when I when I was approached to join with the recommendation from the L.A. Board of Supervisors and the Native American Indian Commission to be helpful in acting as a liaison because it really isn't a good one, good system within Indian country between Native people and the military system and some of the other cultures as well. But in this case, um, so when I met with, at that time, Obama had put in place, my understanding is Colonel Smith, who helped oversee all of the HR for all of the veterans across, you know, the world, really, but the United States. He said, John, you know what? We're approached every day by all kinds of, we can bring this and we can do that, but you know what? You're the only one that's ever presented solutions that are good from people in ROTC all the way through um, Admiral's Colonels, generals, et cetera, all the way up because you, no matter where they're at, you show them stepping stones of where they're at. Now we're at the next step, or how do we get there? How do we even start? And that's what our um, one of our programs we work with is called Wise Debt Relief, which Wise Debt Relief, there's a video again on our nonprofit site, but that's something that a lot of financial planning groups use some of those component pieces but again we're always about taking things to the best level mm-hmm. and so with that that's where you know the marines and the navy have the best financial support of programs for them but what colonel smith was saying he said john what i see damn it are people sorry that's but, okay he says what i see is people step on a landmine and they say i need help help me. I don't want to die. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die here. And they hand them a big seven inch thick manual and say, here's what you need to do. And they're under the stress of standing in a landmine and they're Uh supposed to read and understand and act. He goes, that's what we do. We give our people manuals and booklets, but we don't have the coaching in place. We don't have the experts. We have, like you say, regurgitator trainers that
3: know Mm -hmm. enough
1: but are not the experts or can explain how things can change and watch out for this and because of that. And sadly, when people, bets, come back and they put what little bit they have towards a home or a program where they've been saving and they just, like you say, bought and seen their brothers and sisters and others dive alongside – to help ensure they would get back and have a better life. Uh-huh. And then they put that towards something that some financial knucklehead didn't give them all the insights. And then they are now in, you know, uh, risk of losing their home or late payments or whatever. And they didn't understand all the details and the what ifs. And, we needed to put a stop to it, so that's why all those call thousands of calls. Again, I've been in on stage coaching and training in front of probably a hundred thousand, more than a hundred thousand people by now. But at times, three, five thousand people in these big events,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and passionately, you know, uh, I'll break down in tears because it breaks my heart.
0: Yeah, and, I, I know.
1: And, and a lot of it has been improved, but when the native people, so think of it when the native people come back, uh-huh. they go to a poverty stricken area where there's not enough work, not enough employment, the houses are in horrendous condition. And then what they're given, you, you just explained um, to some extent are like that, and they don't understand how do we improve it? How do we, how do we get out of this? And where am I going to go get a job? And then we hear about veterans having twenty two percent higher suicide rate. Native American people and veterans have the highest suicide rates for, you know in history of, ongoing of any of any other group or people. Of any other group or people. And and when they lose their um, focus and no one's listening, it's heartbreaking. And, as you know, sadly, I lost my 20-year-old son to suicide, who was handicapped, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my ex-wife's emotional abuse and neglect, and the courts wouldn't listen, and Orange County, and Mm -hmm. et cetera, and he had enough one day. Yeah, he just said,
0: this this is it. I can't
1: do this anymore. Right. But since then, our nonprofit, with the grace of good people and insurance, we were able to raise over $2.5 million dollars. -hmm. Not from donations, but from insurance help. And we help fly people from North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, Native American people to rehab centers that are proven to help them and um, Mm -hmm. bring in institute some of the great networks that are out there, like our dear family friend, um, Dennis Banks, who my mom helped originally build. Um, and one of, his, one his of his my, banks and Ames, one of you my know. closest friends
0: in this life, yes.
1: Right, and you know mm-hmm. that's why we are one of the, you know, main sponsors and supporters of long, the longest walk and missing mm-hmm. Indigenous women and people. But all these things have for decades gone on, and that's that. Sadly, is what we we're, we're working to help change. A lot of Native people don't even know about the HUD 184 loan program. Um, Chickasha Bank is one of our sponsors. Because, because they, don't want, they don't want not
0: John, to be honest, it's because they're not really trying to let them know.
1: Well, they're not, and also they're not doing the proper education, but the other is <clears throat> is it takes just like losing weight, right? How many people trying to lose weight, and every day they go stand on that stupid scale. You know, and then they get disappointed and then they a week later they go, Nothing's even happening. They go right back on or fall off the wagon in other instances, right? Mm-hmm. But
0: Start the reality on. is
1: it takes time and coaching and follow-up and caring. And that's what we have to implement for everybody, our children and everyone. Okay. And sadly, this younger group of millenniums are used to Oh, that takes too much work. Just give it to me. I want a quick fix. I mean, look no, how many people no, are paying no, to try and get no. their kids into college, right? No, you
0: know? No. And uh, you know, it it don't work like that. You know, it's they they become a part of what they call the instant generation. Nothing is instant worthwhile. You don't get it instantly. You gotta work for it. You gotta learn. Um and and what really bothers me is um this problem of no clean water, you know, abject poverty, you know, and and uh, yes. and if you are paying on a house, you don't have ownership of it until you paid the last note. And and you know, the opportunities that so many others in this country are offered are totally not offered or refuse to be offered to people that really need it and people that have paid the price. You know, being a military, a military veteran. So uh, we're going to take another break, John, and come back. Uh, and when we come back, I want to talk. <laughs> I know you're going to say, here we go. The recent Supreme Court hearing and decision on Oklahoma. Okay, I'm Jay Winter Nightwolf, and this is the American Indian Indigenous People's Troops. My guest today is my good friend and my brother for a long time, John T., Moss. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
3: It's not a campaign. It's a billion dollar criminal enterprise. Donald Trump says he's running on law and order.
2: I am the law and order candidate.
3: Who's he kidding? Trump's campaign manager is a felon. His deputy campaign manager is a felon. His national security advisor a felon. His foreign policy advisor is a felon. His personal lawyer is a felon. His longtime personal advisor, a felon. Nixon was bad. Trump is worse. Now, Trump saves Roger Stone. Stone lied to cover up Russian involvement in Trump's campaign to protect Donald Trump. Seven felony convictions.
2: I am the law and order candidate.
3: Trump is the most corrupt president in US history. There's only one way to end the Trump crime spree. Throw him and his crooks out of office. On November 3rd, vote for justice. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: And we're back. John, um, in the 1800s, when Andrew Jackson removed so many tribes and tribal people from the southeastern part of the United States on the trail where they cried, known as the Trail of Tears to Oklahoma. They were given treaties and the treaties guaranteed them land, a place to live. It would be Indian country, it would be Indian owned. However, it didn't turn out like that because after they got there then you had the same explorers that exploited us when they got over here in the 1490s. And our brothers and sisters from the five tribes did not enjoy the lies. They they did not enjoy what was promised to them because every time you looked around, they were taking more and more land that was guaranteed in that treaty. And so finally, they took it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that over half of the eastern part of Oklahoma was promised in a treaty and treaties and that it was determined that it is Indian land what 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 are your, your thoughts on that and 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 what do you know so far about that John
1: Sure, <clears throat> that's the quick answers in a nutshell so I'll get to that in a moment but as you know um, every treaty has been broken that has been signed a promise mm-hmm. you know um, for decades yeah and um, I would encourage people on your podcast to listen to Ray Watson's interview with you Mm -hmm. where he touched on some of those specifics, but around that is that knowing that those treaties have been broken and, um, you know, think of what people need to do is put themselves in others' shoes. Like we say, right. Mm -hmm. Don't judge me unless you walk to my moccasins. That's right? right. Yeah. And, and so, with that, if you had a business that you you had components of it that were being, uh, they agreed that it's all your business, and then later they start seeing that, oh, well, gosh, all these computers are worth X amount of dollars. We're going to take those from you because we can make X amount of money because you don't really understand how to. You know, what would you do if you were that business owner and said, what are you talking about? We have a written understanding, a written agreement. You're in breach of contract, and what you're doing is stealing. It's illegal. And then no one was standing beside you. Well, that's what happened with, with treaties. And in regards to this Oklahoma, the U.S. Congress has never taken actions to set aside those treaties. So the U.S. Supreme Court is bound by those treaties that it made, right? Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And Indian territories reality are still considered reservations. Right. Now that has been updated. Thank goodness. Right. And that applies to federal criminal law. Right right, Um, jurisdictions that are of those tribes, period. Yeah. That's the nutshell. So um, people may not like that part of it because they're, in their mind, losing money. So let me tell you another thing that most of society never even understands, but my my understanding from looking at it with the Laguna Pueblo in Laguna Beach. Right. Right. And they have, and I've read the treaties and documents by family members that hold the papers, original papers. Right. Because they don't want to hear that like on a trail of tears, oh, well, this isn't your land. Uh, that property right was burned. And no, you're not really of this troubled nation. We have no record to show that. We're sorry, you know, and now modern days, some people have gone through that with their buildings or tragedies, but it's not, you know, that's not correct. So anyway, when you look at that, um, a lot of the lands were taken by the term and mortgage terms, eminent domain.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So in eminent domain, that's why you look at, when you look at properties, you're buying a home, and it sits next to a train track, the property values typically are not as um, cost-effective or high as they would be if you're more in a central part of town with grocery stores and shopping malls, et cetera.
0: So to you're part-
1: on the, the risk factor of the trains and et cetera. Uh-huh. So when they're building out those tracks, a lot of people lost their homes um, or properties because the government took it over by eminent domain. Well, you know, so John, you look,
0: I guess what you're go, saying to me, because the further you move away from the tracks, the more valuable your
1: property is, right? Typically. And there's other many other factors in that as well. But what I'm getting to is in Orange County, California, some of the highest properties, twenty-three million, etc. dollar homes, beautiful Laguna Beach, right? Uh-huh. Anyone can Google it and look them up. Um, and then you saw it in the movies. Remember El Toro Air Base? Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. El Toro Air Base was is Native American land. Yeah. Recognized and that those treaties and that paperwork that I read shows that when the US government uses it and if they stop using it it is reverted back to the original landowners the native american people right and that has not happened the irvine company or Kroll or one of the high dollar real estate have an amusement park and a little a little amusement park mm-hmm. and a big you know air balloon people can go in and people think oh this is so pretty and nice in the park and 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 it's right here and there. they're building these beautiful homes around it yeah on indian stolen land with treaties that aren't being recognized wake up but nobody's in the news about that sadly just like many of the other native american things yeah but that's one that i just reference as well and that's why in in oklahoma Mm-hmm. The, it is now U.S. Supreme Court recently recognized, and that needs to change.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I mean, the acceptance
4: of it. Right? Yes. So, yes. So. Yeah. So, there
1: is my answer in the short nutshell
0: I can. The, um, the decision is one thing, but the implementation of that decision is where the meat meets the
1: bone. Right, that's where the rubber hits the road. Is is always the case, you know. A good plan without action is, you know, the like my mom used to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: Right. So. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take a quick break, John, and come back. Uh, <laughs> this is the American Indian Indigenous Peoples' Truce. Every time I talk to you, John, it just, you know, the smiles just come from inside of me. We'll be back, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go away.
4: The most deceptive lying president in history finally told the truth. Somehow, it was more shocking than all his deceptions.
2: When you do testing to that extent, you're gonna find more people, you're gonna find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please.
4: Slow the testing down? Slow down our chance to save tens of thousands of lives. Slow down our understanding of where COVID is and how it's spreading. Slow down the steps to reopen the economy. Every single expert told him to test more and test faster. And now, We know his response.
2: Slow the testing down, please.
4: That's why this November, more than ever, the choice is clear. It's America or Trump.
0: Welcome back. Uh, The conversation about uh, poverty in America, the conversation about neglect of the people, we the people, The conversation about how are we going to survive? What do we do next? This is an important issue coming up in November. So we need to pay attention. And if you're not registered to vote, you need to get registered. Do you hear me? And when November comes around, put a mask on and go to the polls and vote. And vote this fool out of office. America... We cannot stand four more years of this idiot. And if we do, there'll be nothing left, America or anything else. I've never seen such an idiot in my life than Benedict Donald Trump. Not Benedict Arnold, but Benedict Donald Trump. Okay, I'm back. Uh, John Moss, you there? I'm here, sir. Get up off the floor, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) so john i it's it's always good to talk to you brother you know whether it's on a broadcast podcast or just over the phone
1: right i feel the same way you're uh, an honored elder and uh, uh, you've always been there as a a positive bouncing board and um, springboard to help me always stay strong and move forward Absolutely. We all have our life challenges, and I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you to you and my many elders and people that helped in prayer. And um, you know, there there are positive changes that we just have to all keep working on. And there's been many bad people in office, uh, U.S. government and tribal governments. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. Hold everybody accountable. It's right? across
0: the board. It's always been across the board. You know. Yeah. These self-aggrandizing individuals that uh, can only see themselves in the equation when it's not about them, it's about tribes, it's about your people, with America it's about we the people. So we all need to take a part, an active part, an active role in uh, helping neighbors and friends as we used to do. You know, show them how to register online. If they don't have a computer, take your laptop over to their houses and, and turn it on and let them register. Teach them how. Show them how to register to vote because this election is going to be the turning point in history. We need to help each other and not only help each other to register, but when time comes to, to vote, if your neighbor don't have a ride, take your neighbor to the poll take the elders to the polls, take the handicapped to the polls.
1: John, any closing words for us? Um, Thank you, and absolutely, uh, briefly, is part of what our, with my, you know, proven um, business background and housing and financial literacy and the networks that I have of professionals as well, Native and non-Native, um, for self-sustainability with a holistic approach mm-hmm. um, as creator guides. That is our focus. And um, so what I've been doing as well with our nonprofit via my background in business are some free webinars on business communication or personal communication. You know, it's the uh, typical, it's, you know, a uh, two-hour mm-hmm. webinar workshop format webinar. And I just did tonight my um, goal setting and um, time management with with um, dividend. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in business or just taking care of a household and making time for elders and to go get registered to vote. Life is about time management, no matter if you're Bill Gates or, you know, Warren Buffett or or not like me don't you know you, mm-hmm. we still have to budget our time we can nobody can buy more time it is what it is and that's why native people have the term indian time yes because we we go um by what we feel in the heart but at the same time we have to respect business and mm-hmm. i've learned from um from that especially with my work with the military if you say you're going to you know, contact someone at 0800, you, you'd better be there. At, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> 0800, mm.
2: you know,
1: or to them, you're saying, I can't keep my word. Your time isn't important. And you've now lost trust. And any relationship in life is built on trust. Absolutely. And, and that's why I have so much respect for you, Jay, and what you do because of your time proven. Trust and um, it's spirit built and heart built, but you're also open minded to hear all sides and say, okay, well, I can see what you're saying. I don't agree with that, but okay,
2: mm-hmm. you well, know. And okay. that's
1: what we use the talking stick and so forth. So absolutely, um, I would encourage people to go to our our um, website and sign up, or my Facebook. But for the free webinars, it's just John T. Moss. Dot com, John T Moss. Dot com.
0: Okay. And, and, give, and give the, give the website.
1: John J O H N T and then Moss M O S S dot com. And then it'll give you my, my personal business background. But then we talk about, you know, the pre webinars. And the reason we're doing that is it's uh, my way of giving back and, what we ask is people that attend, you know, donate to our nonprofit Cash Community Development, okay. so we can do more of our program of support and financial literacy, and you know, taking time to to work with them.
0: Okay, John. Um, John.
1: Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, you need to give the other
0: one, Cash Community. Cash
1: Community, sure. Cash Community Development is, um, uh, you know www.cashcommunity, community. Okay. All right. And then the word development, no spaces, dot org. All right. Cat community development Okay, and, John. Thank you yeah. so much. Brother. I really appreciate everything you and Mo do and your team. And um, I know wrongs have happened to you, but you're still staying positive and working to get those things corrected is, um, standing
0: tall, around. standing strong yeah. and never giving up.
1: Never giving up. Nope.
0: Okay, bro. So, hey, Amen. I love you, man. And we're going to talk again soon. Me right? too. I always yeah, get, absolutely. I get this good feeling every time I talk to my brother, John T. Marks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. God bless. And we're, we also are out again with suicide prevention and support okay. of youth. Mm-hmm. so forth. Okay. So, um, and I know you your work with as you know we've done together trying to help out with you know the Sioux Nation with mm-hmm. winter and everything and you know that's right around the corner people and these broken yeah. down homes with winter and everything else and
0: okay John and I got I got to we'll cut you off you, you got
1: it you got okay. it no I'm good <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know All
2: if right, I don't so if much. I don't
0: stop the train or keep running down the tracks <laughs> uh, you're
1: right you're right There's okay. so much to do so much to, God bless thank you everybody I hope. Aho.
0: As we close out this edition of the American Indian Indigenous Peoples Truths podcast, I would like to leave you with this. You know, my grandfather would always say, it's not about the color of your skin or the color of your eyes. It's not about the texture of your hair. It's not about the clothes you wear. It's not about who you pray to and worship as your God, creator. What it's all about, human family, is how you treat my heart. So I'll talk to you again real soon. Danada, goa'i, wado.
2: If the white man wants to live in peace with the Indian, he can live in peace. There need be no trouble. Treat all men alike. Give them all the same law. Give them all an even chance to live and grow. You might as well expect the rivers to run backward, as that any man who was born a free man should be contented when penned up and denied liberty to go where he pleases. We only ask an even chance to live as other men live. We ask to be recognized as men. Let me be a free man, free to travel, free to stop, free to work, free to choose my own teachers free to follow the religion of my fathers, free to think and talk and act for myself.